is <laughs> where the coffee's hot, the bikes are fast, and your comments are absolutely ridiculous. It is great to see you all here. Uh, there's lots of you already online. If you are watching this live, make sure you bump out of the chat, hit the thumbs up button, and then come right back into the chat. That's where the party's happening. Casey York, what's going down? Uh, TJ Cowan, let's get ready to moto, buddy. You and I head to head in like a week and a half it's gonna be awesome i can't wait um i got a sand tire and everything ronnie nelson what's happening buenos dias uh there's my mom good morning i love you mama uh suzanne spradling everybody say hi to my mama <coughs> tj i'm excited i got the um uh 300 all tuned up ready to rock i got like i said i have a sand tire of the kenda sand mat if anybody else here is coming to farmington race please stop by and say hi i'm gonna be set up uh, with uh, what up Jimmy Nahart gonna have um, my stands and everything set up to help people set sag on their motorcycles and um, set clickers and things like that for the sand and all that good stuff so um, yeah definitely swing by say hey um, been getting busier and busier with the TBT stuff really happy about that um, TJ Cowan I will not set your sag since we're competing well actually you know come on by come on by TJ and let me help you with your sag. <laughs> uh, what an adventure is what's happening. Um, say, hey, there's my dad. Scott Spreading. I love you, dude. Um, oh, Kevin Tribby. Uh, glad you like the burrito recipe. It's super good. Um, the uh, yeah, Can't wait to see which video. Oh, the race video. Yeah, it's going to be good. TJ is probably going to wipe the course with me because he's a sand rider and I am not. But... <laughs> I am bringing a gun to a gunfight this time. I'm bringing a 300 and racing that instead of the 125 uh, out there in the sand. So I'm excited about that. Um, it's going to be good. And yeah, TJ, you just swing on by. Let me touch all your clickers and all the settings and everything on your motorcycle. I will make it super, super awesome. I promise. <laughs> uh, hey, Fridays, what's happening, man? Um, Minnesota, how's Minnesota? Um, Brady Metter, the 125 is the best ever, just not with my fat self and in the sand. I could do it. Actually, it's funny. Um, Brady likes to give me a hard time about that bike. Um, but I was riding it and it's like, ah, that thing handles so well in the whoops with the linkage. Um, and just the way it's set up, it's so good, but it just does not have the horsepower <laughs> to get up some of those. Hills. Well, it'll go up those hills. It'd just be brutal. Um, let's see. Uh, Bow Hunter, I'm Brody, so stoked to come on the ride today. What trails are we doing? Oh, you, I thought you had a, your own YouTube channel, Brody, but Brody, good to see you. Um, the, uh, oh yeah, dude, Mike Barnato, um, why no sand tires available in the U.S.? I don't know. I think I got one of the very last ones. I found the Kenda Sand Mad, I mean, I got it months ago. And uh, I had to get a 19 because no one makes an 18 in the sand and the few that are made were not available. So I got a 19. Fortunately, I have a 19-inch wheel that I can use. Um, uh, Wooded Adventures Burrito Recipes. Go check out my burrito video. Um, it's uh, it's pretty good. I think it's – I well, obviously, I think Kevin likes it. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, but Brody, tonight, uh, trails, I am not sure – um, what, uh, trails we're going to do. We have a new kid coming who, um, I don't know him, but his mom contacted me. He's 10 years old 
And so he's, I think he's pretty new to writing. And so we're going to do some super easy stuff with him. But if there's another group that wants to go do harder stuff, um, then you guys can do it. And I don't know, we'll figure it out. But definitely need some more mellow stuff out in the Adobes. Uh, it's going to be good. And Barnado, I don't know why the sand tires aren't available. It's really weird. Um, so it's, yeah, I don't know. But the, uh, oh, hang on, coffee. Coffee is very important. My, my lid's closed. So what do you guys want to talk about? I do have a question here. It's going to be a good one. Um, Jimmy Nyhart, AT81, best sand tire ever. Let's go. Um, I disagree 100%. Um, well, okay, not 100. It, the, the AT81 is a pretty darn good sand tire, but I like the, oh, God, Dunlop makes that crazy super scooped one, and then the um, uh, the sand mat is really good. Good morning, Crash Hard. How's it going? Uh, let's see. All right. I do have a uh, <laughs> Roger Heard. Um, you only like coffee because it makes you only don't like coffee because it makes you shake more. <laughs> uh, uh, Nick Hrones, H R O N E S. Nick Hrones from the interwebs coming in. So this is a pretty good one, and it's going to take a little while. I'm going to read it. If I miss your comments, I'll try to get back to them. Um, my two-stroke has been dieseling or running away full revs after some deep water crossings. I cleaned the car this evening and it had water and sand in the bowl. Is this likely the culprit? Uh, it happened three times, all while hitting whoops. I'm guessing the whoops threw the dirty water into the main jet and starved it of fuel each time. I could kill it with the clutch. It would start and run as normal afterwards. I love your thoughts. I don't think an air leak would occur just on whoops. Um, uh, <laughs> P.S. Having a 250 running full revs out of the blue is scary. <laughs> I'd like to figure this thing out. It's 19 uh, 250 beta. So... <coughs> First of all, um, it could be what you're thinking, water and sand causing it to lean out. Um, that's definitely a possibility. Um, yeah, it's a possibility. The other thing I would check, because I've had more than one KTM uh, 250 and 300 uh, just go completely out of control in some whoops because... On those bikes, and I don't know about the beta, they use a different throttle cable and everything like that. But on those bikes, the throttle uh, housing for the cable would come into the ferrule on the carb. And if you go, ah, 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 and you're like hitting it and doing this with the throttle, um, you know, keeping the front end up, whatever, it would it would pop out and hang up on the top. And then you kill it and it would slide back down and then go. So... I would check your throttle cable. I think the cleaning the, I mean, obviously getting the sand and the water out of the the float bowl is important, but it definitely could be that um, also like the sand starving it for fuel. Although normally if you got something that just plugs up the main jet, it usually just sh shuts it down. So uh, anyway, I, I, I kind of doubt that that's what caused it to run away. I bet it's more something to do with the throttle, um, but that's just my thought. Let us know, Nick, uh, when you find out, because I would really like to know. Um, let's see. Bandit Racing, which is Eric Hens here. Hey, Morgan, I'm thinking about getting a 125 two-stroke uh, nearby Gunny uh, recommendations on brands. Uh, buy a Yamaha. I love my, um, my 125 XC with the electric start and all that good stuff, but it's heavier than the Yamaha and... 
the twenty twos are having problems. Like they've had connecting rods breaking and all that stuff. So I guess if you bought an older one, that'd be great. Um, but the YZs are so good. Um, Roger Hurd said, you know, any year YZ125, literally any year YZ125 is super, super good. That's, I like I said, I love my XC. It's been really great. Um, yeah, if I had to do it all over again, I'd probably get the YZ. Um, my boys have, you know, each have a YZ. They've got one of Roger's old YZs, and then they have another one in 05 uh, is Ewan's that he's going to be moving up to. So, yeah. Um, Jimmy Nye, are you calling out sick to guide on Thursday? Uh, I'll compensate in tacos. I think yes, Jimmy Nyhart. I think I will be uh, riding Thursday. It sounds like I think we're going to shut the whole thing down and just have fun. So, Crash Hard Enduro. I think this is going to be a great question. If you could build the ultimate Franken bike, what would it be? Uh, example: KTM chassis, beta engine. Okay, that is awesome. I love it. Um, let's see, uh, FM, uh, Nick, uh, what should I look at with the cable? Um, so crash art, I'm coming back to you, Nick, real fast. So the cable, see if that housing, so right at the top of the carburetor, there might, I think there's a, there's going to be like a ferrule, like a, a thing that screws into the carburetor's brass and it's a ferrule. It's got a hole in it. And then the cable housing drops down into that you know the cable goes through it and touches the slide and all that stuff see if that housing can come out and and hang up on the edge see if it'll is free because motion pro made a cable that that crimped and so it couldn't do that that solved the problem with the ktms but the ktm cable would just drop down into that which was fine and actually the whole thing was fine if you kept the right amount of free play which was you had to have you couldn't have too much free play because if you had too much free play it would jump out it could jump out if you had the you know the minimum amount of free play it couldn't come all the way out and do that um so uh let's see crash art i'm going back to kevin i will get to you franken bike here is what i would do i think this would be a brilliant brilliant machine it'd be a yz250 chassis um aluminum frame or steel frame but probably aluminum frame because then you get the Make this easy, right? So we're going aluminum frame uh, with the SSS forks and shock, and then a KTM 300 counterbalanced motor with a starter in uh, for the power plant, and that's pretty much it. That's all you need. That would be an absolute brilliant setup. I think that would be just amazing. <coughs> Roger Hertz is 144 kit definitely good especially on that my kids 125 so yeah i think that would be my and i've always wanted to do that there for a while i had you know the yz and the ktm i just didn't have the time or really the money to sink into messing with that but um i would really like this so actually youtube if you guys want to sponsor that bill we should talk about that maybe we should do a gofundme or a kickstarter on a oh that's a good idea on a series for that let's Let's, okay, I'm going to think about that because I can't afford to do it right now. And I need a YZ, at least a YZ donor chassis. Um, I need a whole chassis. I have a KTM motor. Once I get my new KTM 300, this could be all possible. All right. Hello, Dirt. What's happening? All right. I'm scheming. Like I said, I, I'm going to need help financially with that. But um, maybe if we all work together 
and I'll chip in little bits of money and I'll obviously use all the time. We'll make some really, really cool thing. Yeah, YZ300, hi, God, that would be, anyway, okay, let's talk about it. Kevin Truby, does the spring rate required change when going from OEM valving to a revalve? I know my fork springs are stiff, but I don't want to be double, triple buying parts. Um, Kevin, yes. Usually, uh, well, the spring rate required, no. Okay, generally the spring rate re required doesn't change. It changes with your weight and the bike weight. That's the only thing that really um, changes that. Because the, yeah, like, and then you change the valving to that. So if you want to do this in um, uh, pieces, uh, you know, like in parts, like if you want to do springs and then valving and all that, do springs first and then do the valving because the springs are what, you know, that's important based on your weight and the bike weight and all that kind of stuff. And then the valving is, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> Mike Barnado, no KTM parts. Um, ooh, Crash Hard, you can send a sticker. I don't want one of your stickers anyway, Crash Hard. I think those things are awesome. I love the little guy. Um, so, yeah. Scott Unwin's in. Okay. <coughs> um Heading out to Grand Junction to ride next two days. Right on, Joel Dubois. Right on, dude. Have fun. Where are you going to ride? Uh, Brady Metter says, I do have a YZ chassis seen on Florida shop for your stupid balance bike. <laughs> yes, I do. Actually, I have two of them, but they're just frames. I don't have shocks or swing arms or any of that stuff. So um, the frame, yeah, I got a frame, but that's not that. I mean, it's partially helpful, but what I need, and maybe you guys can reach out to friends and family, whatever. I need a... A whole YZ motorcycle, and I like uh, Roger. You have the 125 chassis steel. I thought about that. The steel would be easier to weld and stuff like that. Um, but the 125 is probably going to be too lightweight of a chassis. I don't know. I have to look and see what the difference is. But I think I wanted. If we're going to Franken bike, if we're going to do like my dream bike, let's do. Oh, it's a roller, Roger? Dang. I don't know. That might be pretty awesome. We'll talk. I mean, that would be easy and, like, ready to go uh, and much easier to weld and stuff like that. But, I don't know. If we're going to do, like, a Kickstarter, GoFundMe kind of crowdfunding thing, um, man, I want to, like, do it right and, like, get the YZ. Okay. We'll figure... I'm going to seriously think on this. It would be really cool. Um, the... Let's see. Uh, you're going to start GoFundMe <laughs> to YouTube my Coda Rally Run? No. Brady Metter, you have to start the GoFundMe um, for your Coda Rally Run. So, yeah, guys, Brady Metter, the fam world-famous, um, cynical hater of all things dirt, dirt bikes, is now asking for money and help to race the Coda Rally. <laughs> I find it interesting <laughs> because I love Brady Metter so much. But he's like, is like Mr. Downer, Downer, Downer. And then now he, he wants our help to help him uh, raise money for the Coda Rally. But I'm in. I'm going to help him some way, somehow. I don't have a bunch of, I, I have no money right now because I just spent it all uh, getting set up with him. Anyway, whatever. Um, so it's going to take a little bit of time to recover. But um, the, uh, ooh, Mojave Mike, the unicorn. I like it. Um, but the... Uh, yeah, Coda Rally is, uh, when is it, Brady? Sometime this summer, anyway, here in Colorado. It's an actual 
legit rally. It's super, super cool, but it's crazy, crazy expensive to do, and we need to help them out. Oh, uh, Jimmy Nyhart, how's the um, dude that broke his shoulder? Uh, he didn't break his shoulder, so Jimmy. Um, uh, Jimmy Nyhart's asking about, I don't know if you guys saw, yesterday on YouTube, I was hiking, or not YouTube, Facebook, I was hiking in the Adobe's with my helmet to go pick up a friend's motorcycle. Great story, actually. Uh, he, and actually one, maybe a cautionary tale. So, uh, my friend uh, was out, um, his name is uh, Brian Walburn, and he was out riding by himself two nights ago in the end of the evening. It was getting dark. And he has a good headlight, no problem. And he's like, ah, I'm just going to run one more trail instead of taking the road back, even though it's getting late, whatever. He's a fast guy. He's an A rider. And he was cruising along pretty quick on a trail that he's ridden before, no big deal. Um, but he caught a root that he couldn't see and poof, massive wad, dislocated his shoulder. He might have broken something in there. He doesn't know. But, like, anyway, big crash. Uh tumbles, whatever, gets up, can't get his shoulder back in, it's completely dislocated, jacked up, so he hikes out a very long way, I don't know how far it was, it was a long way, because anyway, I know where he was, but it was, it's probably four or five miles, hikes out into the middle of the night, gets in his truck, drives to the hospital, takes six hours to get his shoulder back in, they had to put him under, all this is crazy, um, the, uh, Maybe get the money out of the man bag behind me. Oh, ha, that's my camera bag. <laughs> that's awesome, Mark. That's the camera bag. <laughs> that's all my man bag. That's so good. Um, the, uh, ooh, Scott Gross, Tig. Okay, so anyway, six hours, he goes to the hotel, gets some sleep, comes to the shop, he's like, hey, I need some help. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. So we drive out there, I hike in to get the bike and ride it back out. It was totally epic. <laughs> um but we got him out, and uh, his shoulder's back in, and he is good to go. Um, hey, Mom, my, mo my mom is telling on me. I know someone who broke his collarbone in first grade tripping over a root. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> uh, so Jimmy Nyhart, to answer your question, he's doing well. He's back home. It's a bummer because he's missing two races. He was on his way to uh, Camp Wood to do the ISE qualifier, and then he was coming back through Farmington, and now he's doing none of that. Uh, ta -ta -ta -ta, let's see. Joel Dubois, I was told to check out Mel's Loop, Prairie Canyon, and maybe Thompson Trail. All of those are awesome. Very good. Mel's Loop is uh, a ton of sand whoops, just so you know. It's it's pretty awesome. But um, let's see. Yeah, Brant McFarland, now we all know about my... <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. It was... And then I broke my collarbone. It's first grade. And then I didn't want to tell the teachers because I was in a place I wasn't supposed to be. Surprise, surprise. And um, I didn't want to tell the teachers what had happened. So I shrugged it off for the rest of recess. And as I was going back in, it just hurt too much. I had to tell them that it was hurt and the hospital and the whole thing. So um, what else, guys? What else do you guys want to talk about today? Uh, let's see. Uh, Ride the World, guys, is coming up in a very, very short amount of time, like two and a half weeks. It's going to be awesome. If you guys are in or near the area, you should definitely stop by. It's going to be rad. We're going to um, be riding a ton, goofing off a ton. I'm going to have the balance bike out in the desert for people to um, balance on and goof off on. Um, Warren Howell. So ride the world. It's going to be we're camping north of Peach Valley on the Peach Valley Road. Uh, maybe actually off on this little side. Anyway, whatever. North Peach Valley uh, out in the desert, and it's going to be awesome. Yes, camping. And uh, we are going to... 
just goof off. I'm going to camp. I'm going to have all the bikes out there. I will have both the 300 and the 125. So if anybody needs to borrow a bike for a little bit, that's cool. Uh, I've had people ask if I'm renting, and I'm not because uh, I don't want to deal with that whole thing. But I will have a spare bike for people who might need a bike if they break one. Um, oh, death uh, death match with Zach, dude. 52. I got to get that done. Uh, yeah. Brady Metter, no, snow is not all gone. We are going to be riding the desert. Uh, snow's gone down here. We're going to be riding Dry Creek and Peach Valley. Um, did you get to ride the X-Trainer looking to move up from the GPX? Um, I have ridden X-Trainers before. Hello, Dirt. Ah, Jared, his name's Jared. They're, in stock form, they're terrible. They're not terrible. The suspension is just like, terrible um the motor's amazing everything else is fine the build is good but like it the suspension's just not good and i've ridden one that is really 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 good um morgan tanky's full factory built x trainer and it was awesome but that's like a crazy expensive motorcycle because completely different components in the whole thing um warren howe excited to have you down it's gonna be awesome uh brady metter zach loves his new suspension he's very excited about it he hasn't clicked on it yet um i gotta get him out he's impossible to get to go ride you and him tony andrews what's happening um uh, mark Payne still white from last week in desert 100 race oh yeah that looked like fun um i saw some pictures and stuff of that uh i don't know i guess on facebook um i don't know if it was from you or from other people but it was awesome um so death match with zach is gonna happen someday i gotta figure it out uh yeah hello dirt if you want to buy a beta buy a 300 rr or something like that don't buy the x trainer i mean you're a full-size guy the x trainer is more for little people young people um or if you want to spend a ton of money you can make it really really cool but it's yeah that's my opinion um paul Yancey, where's paul he's got one he loves his uh, so maybe I'm, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think Paul's put a lot of work in the suspension too. Um, uh, Brady, yeah, we are impossible to get to ride because we're doing all your work because you're screwing off all the time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to get you guys to go have fun with me, um, but they won't do it. And you know, someone's got to do the work. <laughs> uh, would you say fitting an X trainer with better suspension be worth it? Or is a full size bike a better move? Uh, didn't mean Eric. It depends on your size. If you're like a, you know, five nine, five ten, and up sized uh, human, I would buy the full size beta because the full size betas are still not, um, they're still not like full size, right? Like I think um, uh, the like. Yeah, the the like a, a full size a three hundred RR beta is still a little bit smaller than like my three hundred KTM. I mean, I've ridden them all now. I went to that demo day in Texas, and I mean they're awesome. I I really actually I've, I'm really starting to really like betas a lot right now. I think they're um, really really great bikes, and I've even considered one, but the chassis is just small. So Eric, I think I would. Um, I would look at the full-size beta because you get better suspension. I think you get a better tune on the motor. The motor in the X-Trainer is amazing, uh, it, but it's tuned more trialsy. I'm surprised Paul's not in here yelling at me for saying that. Um, 
Yeah, and one can always sell the extra energy to get money back after getting a new one, for sure. Um, they are all small compared to with the Yamaha, that's for sure. And that's true, like, the like Yamahas feel um, big, not bad way, but like, they feel long and tall, uh, which I like, that's what I, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, Brady, I would have got a 480RR if I could have found one, 100%, like they said, the the... I don't know. The the betas are really, really good. Um, let's see. Uh, any other recommendations out near Grand Junction? Maybe we should head to the Uncompagre. Joel, the Uncompagre is under snow. Don't go to the Uncompagre. Um, so I, the things near Junction would be come down and see me in Montrose. Because I love Junction, but I like the Montrose trails better. Uh, let's see. I'll be out there tonight, but I'll be riding whoops. Mainly to practice for Farmington. Right on, Eric. <laughs> yeah, as many whoops as you can get. Get the full-size bike. I'm a small guy, and the extra feels cramped. Thank you, Husa. I agree. Um, and like I said, Paul, I'm surprised he's not on here. He absolutely loves his X-Trainer. Uh, the size, I think he's a pretty small guy. I know he's a lightweight guy. He's a little uh, skinny guy. Um, and the X-Trainer, like I said, I rode Morgan Tanky's fully factory-built one with all the KYB, and it was... Pretty rad, but it still felt small. The suspension was amazing. Um, you know, you hit anything is impressive, but it just felt cramped. And for me, even the big bike betas feel a little bit cramped. So if I were um, doing, you know, if I'm gonna do it, I'd just, you know, if I'm a little bit shorter, five eight, five nine, five whatever, uh, you know, shorter inseam, I, and I would personally get a normal you know if you're buying two stroke 300 or 390 four stroke, whatever you know we'll choose your engine size right and i would get the normal size bike because you get and get the race model because you get the kyb up front and it's just a it's just a brilliant setup so <coughs> senior or send anyway send oj RB. Anyway, I'm sorry I don't know how to pronounce that, but he loves his extra but he's only 5'6". So 5'6 is pretty small. Um, and uh, and the extra is perfect. Like the, you know, but again, I like to I like the suspension on the bigger bikes better. It's just yeah. Um, new to carrying a chainsaw. Uh, notice you do not have a scabbard on the bar, does it really matter? No, it does not. I have had people yell and yell and yell at me about that. Like, oh, where's the scabbard? Where's the scabbard? Where's the scabbard? Where's the scabbard? So I learned all I know about carrying chainsaws from a friend named Sean Smith, who travel literally travels the West uh, during the summer cutting trails. He goes up to Idaho, all over Colorado, um, I'm sure Montana, whatever. He 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 is able to work from his camper. So in the summer he travels and he cuts trail. He cuts literally thousands of trees a summer. And he does not run a scabbard on his chainsaw mount. He runs the same mount that I, um, that I run, and uh, it's he doesn't run a scabbard. The scabbard just gets in the way. Um, it's hard to mount solidly. People are going to argue with me about that because they're going to say, "Oh, the the enduro engineering, okay, whatever, maybe it's okay, but the um, it's I don't know. It's just not that." It's no need for it. And, I mean, yeah, I guess you could ding up your chain, 
But whatever. I mean, if you crash hard enough, you're still going to bend the bar, even with the plastic scabbard. I mean, I guess if you made a metal... Anyway, whatever. You're going down the wrong road. Making it too hard. And I know you're not doing this. I'm, you're asking the question, which is awesome, Bjork. But um, uh, no. Don't put a scabbard on there. You're just fine. Uh, Jeremy Gifford. Now, NTJ, what's happening, man? Uh, Michael Webster. How's a TW200 for a 6'2 rider? I'm 195 pounds. Um for commuting around and in the town, it's awesome. <laughs> it's not a great dirt bike. The suspension is lacking, especially if you're 195 pounds and 6'2". Um, countershocks, planning on a trip to Montrose in two or three weeks. Okay, countershocks, Nathan. What you need to do, if you can, is time it for April 21st through the 24th. Because that is our Ride the World series of awesomenesses. We're going to have a whole ton of people camping out together in the desert. And if you came and had some counter shocks, maybe you could sell some and get people. It'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, Brady Matter TWs are great for a slow cruiser trail bike. They are really good for that. They're also really good for trail cutting bikes because I've got uh, two friends here that have TWs with chainsaw mounts, and they're awesome. Uh, Matt Andreas, I need to get over there before it gets too hot. <sighs> I don't know when that's going to happen. Maybe in May. Maybe I can make that happen in May. It's going to get hot, but it won't be too bad. Um... Uh, to, to, to Kevin Trivi, does lowering the suspension have good results or bad? Not just lowering links. Uh, if you lower it the right way, go into the suspension, you get the right springs, you get all the right setup, uh, it's good. It lowered, gets your feet to the ground and all that stuff. You are going to change the geometry of the bike a little bit, which will change uh, the way it handles some but if you do it the right way, you can end up with a really, really well-handling bike. Um, if you do it the wrong way, Doug Sommerfeld can tell you it gets expensive to fix it. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, and then it, he had things come apart. Anyway, it was bad. So if you're going to do it, make sure uh, you have a good shop. I would highly recommend a TBT shop wherever is closest to you. If we're We'll help you out, whatever, and do it the right way, and you're good. Um, uh, Roger heard we're getting TWs for Jeep trails. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Mike Webster, uh, the TW for, and I guess, yeah, I should have asked what your proposed use of the TW is. If your proposed use is just cruising around on Jeep trails, like cutting trails that like I said, they're really good at that. Uh, or, um, you know, just, just, I don't know. They're a great, like inexpensive, lightweight dual sport, really. Cause you could, they got rack on them. You can put all kinds of stuff on them. So, um, Wait, McFarland, don't lower. I lowered one and ate the upper chain roller, sucked into the sprocket. Whoa, whooped a hole in the case. That sucks, Brant. Um, the uh, Kevin Trivi, it's for a rider friend that tiptoes when sitting down. So, <coughs> Kevin, I if they're if they can actually put their toes on the ground, uh, and it's not just like my because my kid. <laughs> 13-year-old, his feet do this on his 125. He don't care. <laughs> he can keep riding it. Um, I would I would look at getting a low seat before I lower the suspension. Um, and, and that's just because manufacturers design these things to be a certain way. Um, and they... Yeah. If, if, if you can do it. Like, now, there's people that are just... You know, they, they need it lowered. I get it. Like, Doug needs he needs the thing lowered. Um, so that's awesome. And do it. But, like, if they're really just, like, right on the fence, like, oh, man, and I'm pretty good, I would try to do the seat first. 
you know, if that doesn't cut it, then you can go into there and you can cut the seat yourself, you know. So, um, uh, Mark Payne, the price for a TW in Washington is out of sight if you can find one. And the price of everything's out of sight. Speaking of which, uh, when my new 300 shows up, and I have no idea when that, they haven't even announced any kind of information on them. Uh, official, unless anybody knows in the last day or two, the KTM's released information. Um, I don't think they have the. Uh, but when my new 300 shows up, I will be selling the 125. Uh, I've decided I'm definitely going to do that. I just, Kevin O'Laughlin, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, if you guys are watching, you see that big orange thing. Kevin just gave us $20. Thank you so much, Kevin. I really appreciate that. If you guys are so inclined and want to help the channel out, you can do that. Kevin, I really appreciate it. And I do love what Kevin wrote. If everyone just rode dirt bikes, the world's problems would be solved. I could not agree more. <laughs> I could not agree more. If everybody just rode, we'd be better off. <coughs> Brady Metter is giving us the rock and roll sign. Um, the uh, <laughs> No, I don't have that $20 I owe you. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, speaking of lower bikes, how long was recovery from your hip replacement? Oh, good, Bjork. Um, it was crazy short. Uh, I was riding the motorcycle. I was back in 11 weeks after surgery. Uh, I couldn't believe how fast I healed up. Like the first day, well, so the day of surgery actually was, it was actually quite pleasant. Like obviously there's a lot of drugs involved and whatever, but um, I walked out of the hospital an hour and a half after surgery and or maybe it's two whatever very quickly after surgery i walked out with the help of crutches but i walked out myself to the truck got in uh i was home so i got to the hospital at seven o'clock that morning i was home in my house by seven o'clock that night including stopping for dinner and stuff like that um then the next day totally sucked totally sucked it was horrid i oh my god i was in just in so much pain uh, and then the next day, pretty well sucked, but a little bit better. The next day started to feel better. And then the fourth day, I felt amazing. I mean, I you know, wasn't healed, but I was walking around. I was, Ronnie Nelson, thank you so much for the super chat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, the, the, I started feeling great. I was walking, taking the crutches off. Fifth day five after surgery, I was back at work, no uh, crutches. So crazy. And like I was back riding a bicycle. Well, they didn't really want me on a bicycle, but eh, whatever. I rode a bicycle at like eight weeks, just took it super, super easy so I didn't crash. They didn't they didn't care about the force on it. It's just don't wad up. Um uh so the uh motion crash and was a wheelchair for two months. Dang, crash hard. Yeah, broke your hip. So yeah. Hip replacements are a lot easier than breaking hips or tearing shoulders and things like that. Um, so, Mom, I love you. Uh, yeah, guys, it's 8.05. I better boogie. Thank you guys so much for the Super Chats, Ronnie and Kevin. I really, really appreciate it. Thank all of you who are watching this, taking the time out of your busy days to watch this live, taking the time later to watch it later. If you're watching this later, please, please, please comment. 
Um, I will answer your questions. I'm happy to. Um, hopefully, I do a good job. Punk Rock Club, thank you guys for sticking around to the end. I love you so very much. Uh, you guys are my heroes. Um, <laughs> Brent McFarland, <laughs> motorcycles have broken 29 bones in me. Yeah, I, you know, who cares? <laughs> uh, it's all, it's better. It's better than uh, not. Hey, Jim Nash, what's happening, dude? You tiny little man. Um, the Frankenbike, I, yes, I'm going to, I got to figure that out. Anyway, I love you guys. I'm trying to find the in stream thing. Anyway, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, for joining us. I hope you get out Spread the Gospel Two Wheels. It's Thursday night. Go ride your dirt bike tonight because it's Thursday night. It's what we do. And I really hope that what we're doing is inspiring you guys to work on, but really more importantly, get out and ride your dirt bikes! Thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode of the Audio Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you leave a rating and share it with someone. I love you guys so much. Have an awesome day.